Hey everybody, welcome to Run Your Mouth. I'm your host, David Melly. This week we have a very special episode. For the second year in a row, we have a special crossover episode with our friends over at Sidious Mag. My buddy Chris Chavez and I interviewed Nikki Hiltz, who is a professional runner for Adidas and the Mission Athletics Club a graduate of the University of Arkansas who has finished second at the last two NCAA finals and made the final at the last two U.S. championships in the 1500 and is now uh, rolling through the circuit as a professional runner in her first full year. Uh, She actually won the BAA Invitational Mile this weekend, uh, outleading her teammate Emily Lapari, and the next day she came on the podcast with me and Chris to talk about all sorts of interesting subjects from the journey to becoming a pro to why she transferred from Oregon to how she met her lovely girlfriend, Teresa. So you'll definitely enjoy this episode. Um, Don't forget to subscribe, like, follow us, um, leave a good review. Definitely check out other episodes of the Sidious Mag podcast if you haven't already. Chris is an excellent interviewer who is way more of a uh, professional than I am. <laughs> and keep following Nikki as she's one of just the absolute best pros to uh, cheer for and to uh, keep track of. So until next time, I hope you enjoy the episode. And this has been Run Your Mouth. Welcome, should we start off? Welcome to Run Your Mouth, Long Run Talk for Long Talking Runners. Uh, I'm your host, David Melly, and we have an excellent crossover pod episode this week. It's uh, an annual thing now. An annual marathon weekend tradition. Uh, we have uh, Chris Chavez in the studio, which is actually a hotel room. <laughs> um, so welcome to Sidious Mag podcast as well. Do you guys have a tagline at this point? No, no, I, I think... Should we come up with one? I think it's just usually I just... Roll with the same sort of intro, and then I say like, "Oh, who's the guest?" And then the same music plays, so it's just the same old. That works, right. yeah. This uh, do we this episode brought to you by? No, uh, uh, I'll probably put in the sponsor beforehand. Okay, but, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, my main sponsor is Polar Seltzer. Polar Seltzer, they don't know they're my sponsor, but you know, I'm just aspirationally putting it out there. Send them the invoice after. Yeah, I'll send them the bill. Maybe I'll get some free water. (laughs) That's the goal. Our guest this week uh, is uh, newly minted BA Invitational Road Mile champion, uh, Nikki Hiltz of the Mission Athletic Club and Adidas. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you. Really, you should be be welcoming us because uh, (laughs) we're in your hotel room right now. (laughs) Um, but yeah, how's, how was yesterday? How'd it go? It was awesome. Yeah. Um, I've never been to Boston before. So like this whole weekend's been like awesome. And, um, yeah, yesterday it was, I think if you would have asked me at any point in the race, like, are you going to win? I would have said, absolutely not. I feel terrible. But then something about that last turn, um, I felt really good that last hundred. And so I could like see it in sight. Um, and then, yeah, it was awesome battling to line with Emily, like, She's a teammate, and yeah, it was super fun. And then the crowd definitely like brought me home. So yeah. <laughs> How often are you on the East Coast? Because you grew up totally on the West Coast. Right? Yeah, I'm from Santa Cruz, California, and then 
I went to Oregon and Arkansas for college, so never really East Coast, though. <laughs> what do you think? I love it. I think, I think, I like visiting, though. I don't yeah. think I could live here. Um, it's too... Surprised you've never been out for a BU meet yet. No. You yeah, take, like, that short track. Off your mile I know. <laughs> Actually, my teammate, um, the Hoeys, Josh, Josh Hoey, like, set the high school record on that track, and I was talking, like, I almost came for an indoor meet this year, and I was like, yeah, I mean, that track's short, like, I want, you know, I want to get a PR, and Eric was like, oh, did you hear that, Josh? Like, she said the track's short, and he's like, I'm not listening to you, like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, haven't made it to that track yet, but, um. I appreciate, um, I think Kyle Merber once referred to it on Twitter as a downhill track. Yes. Which I think, yeah. uh, exactly. you know, I'm defensive of its length, but, but I'll, I'll, it can be <laughs> elevation adjusted. Yeah. So the focus for this year, because before we started recording, you were, we were just talking about how weird of a year it is with USA so late and then World so late. Yeah. The focus for you will probably be 1500? Yeah, Definitely. A mile, 15, yep. <laughs> You've made that your bread and butter since high school. Like, yeah. what is it about, I guess, like that four-lap distance that you've kind of just, like, really liked and just nailed? Um, I think it's, like, it's short enough to stay engaged the whole time. Like, anytime I try to move up to the 3K or 5K, like, I feel like I just, like, mentally can't do it for longer than four minutes. <laughs> and then I think also... It's, like, kind of, like, there's, like, a beginning, middle, and end, I guess, to every race, but, like, the miles, so, like, um, every move matters, like, all of it. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, in high school, I just, I loved the 1600. I just, like, uh, I loved, like, how different every 16 could be, and then now the 15, it honestly feels like a different race. It's 100 meters less, but it's um, different, and, yeah, I think it's, like, historic. Like, everyone knows what a mile means, like, you know. People are like, oh, you run? I'm like, yeah, I run the mile. And then they're like, how fast? And, like, you know, I've, everyone, like, ran the mile in PE in high school or, like, things like that. I feel like every, we measure, like, in miles per hour. Like, everyone can relate to, like, a, what a mile is. So, yeah. Well, I feel like it's just such a beautiful distance in terms of kind of being, like, the true middle distance. Yeah. There's, like, there's a little bit of everything. You know, a little strength, a little speed. Like, there's a balancing aspect of whether it's an eight person coming up or a 5k person coming down I yeah. think it, it really sort of creates like a, a nice little Venn diagram center of uh <laughs> abilities that that you know obviously there's some really strong milers so it's not sort of like an equalizer but it's like, <laughs> you know it's a it's it's a uh playing field that everyone can play on I right guess. I also I also like that um it's like an on-the-day kind of a race, like, um, especially for, like, the trials or, like, the, you know, world teams, like, those three, those top three in, are, like, could be anyone, like, and I feel like that really, in any event, but, like, really, especially in the 15, like, anything can happen in that race, so that's another reason I like it. <laughs> Last summer at Des Moines, was that, I guess, how many, how many U.S. championships have you been to now? Um, two, so 2017, 2018, yeah. yeah. And last year, with Shelby in the race and Jenny, it was yeah. just kind of like a lot of people just go into that race thinking like, oh my god, when are those two just gonna right blow it up? Yeah. <laughs> what was that final like for you in terms of just putting yourself in that? So I guess it's your sophomore U.S. championship and, and kind of seeing where where do you think you are right now in terms of just like the whole middle distance landscape? Yeah. Um. In twenty so in twenty seventeen I was sixth 
and I was like a junior in college and I didn't really know what that like meant to be six at USA so mm -hmm. I was like because you know I'm just like used to the NCAA system mm -hmm. and then coming back the next year I was like oh I get it like it's it's a big deal. Like, and then, yeah. <laughs> not like, I, no, 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 like, I'm a big deal. Like, the, the meat is. Um, but, yeah, that race was, I would say, like, a lot, yeah, a lot of hype around, like, Shelby and Jenny. But, like, um, going, I think going in, I had big goals. I was like, oh, if I was sixth, I want to be fifth this year. And so, um, didn't really have the best race, but um, it was cool to be, like, on that, on that line. Anytime you're at a USA Champs, it's, it's cool to be on the, the, in the final. And, yeah. Well, going back to 2017, six at U.S. Champs, but also wasn't that the year when you had surgery, or was that 2018? No, that was last year. Last so, year. Yeah, that was another thing going into Des Moines. It was, like, kind of my whole NCAA, like, um, season was just trying to make the next meet, because I, I think I only raced, like, once before regionals, and that was at conference, which is, like, the last possible time to qualify for regionals. And then at regionals, I was like, okay, I'm trying to make nationals. And then nationals, I was like, trying to make the final. So then to do USAs as well, I feel like I was just kind of pushing my luck. Like, like I didn't know if I had one more race in me, um, just because my knee is coming back. And, like, I fitness-wise, like, I had been cross-training. Like, I was aqua jogging, like, way more than I was running. And it was just, like, um, yeah, weird, very weird season. But I'm very glad, like, I pushed through and, like, uh, like, I almost didn't run that race at conference, because I was like, well, I don't want to go out there and run, like, 435, like, not even qualify for regionals or something, and then I'm so glad I did, and for it the, was... For the listeners who are not a uh, Nikki Hiltz super fan, uh, like <laughs> I am, uh, do you want to walk us through, so, like, how long was it between getting surgery, being able to run again, and then conference? Right, it was, um, I think I got surgery in April like, around this time last year, and conference is, like, May-ish. What was the surgery on? Um, okay, so also wasn't really a surgery. That's, like, really <laughs> traumatic to say. Um, it was my patellar tendon um, was just, like, it really bad tendonitis, basically just, like, tendinosis, I think is what it's called. <laughs> but they, I tried PRP in, and this this was happening, like, it started hurting in December-ish, so, like, all of indoors I was running I feel like I was running injured like I look back at like videos and you could like see me limping like I'm like that and so by the time outdoors comes I'm like okay I'm not running until I it like feels good like um just because I mean it's not fun to like be limping your way around the track like no one likes that so um it was April was the procedure and what they did is they took uh bone marrow because the PRP didn't work they're like okay let's just like go all in, let's do the bone marrow, and so they took it from my hip, because I guess that's where your bone marrow is, um, yeah, right. I was put under though, like I wasn't away, I was going to say, taking no, no. bone marrow, like yeah. one of the most painful things you can do, yeah, and then basically they took the stem cells that are in the bone marrow, and injected those into my um, knee, and it was like, I was on crutches for a week, and that was like middle of April, and that was more so that, so, like, my hip wouldn't break, I yeah, guess, because yeah. they took bone from it, so it's, like, more fragile. Um, yeah, but then after, I think it was 10 days post-surgery, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm pain-free. I haven't been pain-free in so long. Like, this is awesome. But now I'm really out of shape, and I don't know if I can do this. So it was kind of a fun, like, let's see if how far I could take this. And it was just, I think 
it, it's so weird. It was such a lack of fitness, and it was all, like, mentally believing, like, no, I want to be in the NCAA final. Like, it's my last year, like, you know, and I want to make USAs and turn pro. Like, this is, like, sometimes, like, the timing of things, like, are terrible, but, like, I think if you can have hope, it's, that's, like, and the only thing you can have sometimes. And it worked. You got yeah. the second <laughs> NCAAs, so. Yes. Um, was that the first, like, major injury of sorts, like, that you've, because I guess, yeah, I've kind of been following your career since you were in high school, yeah, um, because you were this highly touted recruit out of California, and, I mean, it just seemed like everything had gone sort of according to plan, I mean, you committed to Oregon, and you spent a year there, and for a lot of people, a lot of high school kids, and I think I say this over and over again on the podcast whenever I have, like, a guest from Oregon, it's like, <laughs> you went to the school that so many kids, like, dream of going to then you go to Arkansas and your career flourishes from there um so I mean like up until that point was everything like according to plan um yes but I got injured my senior year of high school I had my navicular like I got a navicular stress fracture and so I got surgery in the fall of my senior year and so I didn't do cross country that year but I came back for track Mm -hmm. and then um so yeah, I mean, it was. I feel like it was a very similar thing. Like I, you know, it was my senior year. I wanted to win state again, and you know, um, I was had already committed to Oregon, and um, so. But definitely, and then the next year, I got I broke my other foot, my other navicular. Um, and so I have screws in both my naviculars. So, so you're totally right, Chris. Injury free. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, never really been totally injured right. before. <laughs> but um, those are those were just. It was honestly like a matter of time, like. Because I remember asking the doctor, like, well, why did my right one break and not my left? And he, I remember him saying, oh, it's a matter of time until your left one breaks. <laughs> so you have screws in both feet? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Do you, when you go through security at airports, no, is it an issue? No. <laughs> I wish. I can, well, McFleet, who's um, on my team, he also has a navicular, like a screw in his navicular, and he... We always talk about we can like tell when it's gonna rain because like you can feel it. You could have kept a straight face. I have a thing where I broke my uh, first metatarsal senior year of high school, and yeah. I like didn't. I didn't. It was a like very small fracture, so I like didn't know I broke it. Um, and it's still just like it like weird. Like it just acts up sometimes. Yeah, for and you're, sure. Like, you know that's. That's, it is what it is. Yes. You know? Yeah. I have a weird bump. My feet are very asymmetrical as a result. But, yeah. You know, you got that's the battle wound. That's yeah. The <laughs> for sure. So I guess somewhat smoothly, but yeah. <laughs> a couple smaller bumps. Yeah. Yes, but then yeah. The big bump. <laughs> I'm trying to remember exactly. Just kind of the years you were in high school. Was that around the same time? I guess like Mary Kane was also. Yeah. So she's a year younger than me. Yeah. And so she. We never raced in high school, because uh, she would, like, she wouldn't really come to the national meets, like, mm-hmm. and we were, she was supposed, I went to Nike Elite Camp, and she was, like, supposed to be there, but, like, didn't, so, <laughs> but, um, in theory, we should have, yeah, we were yeah. in high school around the same time. And I'm trying to remember, I guess, so, what was it like, I guess, for you to be just competing at a really high level in high school, at the same time, there's this girl who's a year younger than you who's running all these crazy fast times, and then she decides to turn pro. At that point, I guess, you go into the collegiate system. Is any part of you just kind of, like, wondering, like, I mean, where the two roads just went completely different paths? You seem to flourish in the the NCAA system, so, like, that seems to be working better, I think, than 
young runners who go pro early. So it's like, would you kind of just like give that advice to someone that I think the college system works? To the high schoolers on your team that are pros? Yes. (laughs) Yes. No, for sure. I mean, I'm. Oh yeah, I I guess there is. It is. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I was being like. Um, so, like, turning pro in high school is a terrible idea. It's your thoughts. (laughs) No, it's a, I mean, it's an interesting thing, and, like, that, like, wasn't a thing, like, ten years ago, but now it's, like, a thing. But, um, I think I have all the, like, trust in the world in the NCAA system, and, like, not only that, but you get, like, a, a family, like, from your team and, like, your community, and, like, uh, you don't get that turning pro right away. So, um, yeah. I mean, it worked for me, like, the NCLA system and getting better at both Oregon and Arkansas. And, uh, yeah, I mean, my advice would be, like, doesn't matter how much it is, how much money it is, like, you'll never be able to, like, have that experience of a college ever again. So. And it must be nice now. I know a lot of people who have gone pro after college feel this way, where it's like you go from being like, oh, should I have to run for conference? Like, I have to yes. cross country and I'm not really a cross country <laughs> runner. Like, the freedom to sort of be much more yes. selective with your races now yes. must be. Uh, it's you know, quite a lot the adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I feel like, uh, not in a bad way, but it's just so different. Like, um, it's almost like, I'm, like, Oregon and Arkansas were such, like, team powerhouses. Like, for a conference or in Sambalais, it'd be like, hey, like, if you can double, like, you're going to double, like, you know, you're going to run the A and the 15 at conference, and, like, I loved that, like, burden, almost, like, I, I think it, like, hyped me up more, and, like, also, I think at NCAA is, like, the last straightaway, like, you're just, like, thinking of all, like, your teammates, like, your pole vaulters, your, like, heptathletes, like, and that's, like, an edge that, like, I think Arkansas and Oregon had on, like, you know, let's say, like, Eleanor Perrier from New Hampshire, like, she doesn't have, she's not out there for her teammates, because, like, she's, like, the only one from her school that qualified, so it's, like, an extra, like, push to the finish line, whereas now, as a pro, I'm, like, there's no points, there's no, like, teams, like, so it's you kind are, of an adjustment. I swear, I've gone off about this, so I swear I did not coach you into saying that. <laughs> I, I'm a big, my soapbox is that I think there should be team championships at professional yeah for sure US championships yeah. I think that'd be very cool yeah was there ever like what was the most pressure you ever felt going into a race because I mean being part of two really big championship driven programs I mean was there yeah. a race where the nerves were just crazy um I think it was I think it was my first NCAAs um my freshman year at Oregon it was in Arkansas and I was I had just made the mile final I was like the last one in because, like, I didn't, I don't know, some girl, like, got DQ'd or something, so, but it was, I, I asked, no, I didn't ask, okay, I was told, like, you have to get eighth, like, there's, it's ten person final, so, like, okay, okay, you beat two people, but it wasn't, like, uh, oh, get eighth, it was, you have to get eighth, like, you have (laughs) to score a point, like, at least one, so, but, I mean, I loved it, I was, like, hell yeah, and then I, I got eighth, like, (laughs) so, um, but I think, and then Arkansas was so different, it wasn't never that, like, pressure, but I think I wanted that pressure, so I remember asking Lance Harder, I was like, how many points do you need out of me, like, at this meet, like, how important am I, and he's like, oh, four points would be nice, like, it's just so, like, (laughs) I had to ask him, like, like, you know, what I needed to do, so. 
and then at the same time, you mentioned just like those moments where you're coming across the you know hundred to go, and you're thinking of these pole vaulters and all the other events. How I mean, I feel like there's sometimes, especially maybe with the pros, sort of distance runners will hang out with the distance runners and sprinters yeah. will hang out with sprinters. But when you're on a college team that 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 tight knit I mean how close were you with sprinters and like do you yeah. have any sort of like funny stories where it's like people wouldn't think that you would be, be friends. best friends with yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah um I think yeah we I mean all of them I I think the throwers we so we didn't have women's throwers but we had men's throwers and it was I think that was the most bizarre friendship <laughs> um, <laughs> but they're they they like connected so well with the distance runners for some reason. Um, but so you yeah. could do a field event. If I could do a field event, <laughs> yeah. Pick an alternate career. Which one would you pick? Oh gosh, um, pole vault. I feel like that's cool. It's a cool one. Yeah, I'm not that athletic. Scary. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I'm gonna try and have Joe Kovacs on my podcast to just kind of like the New York Times did an article on like them recently and it's just kind of like shot putters and just how much they eat oh yeah it's absurd what was like the biggest I guess meal you've seen a shot putter eat oh my gosh I think we kind of made like a mock Thanksgiving feast yeah um and like just a lot of turkey (laughs) like (laughs) I think we had like two turkeys but um yeah (laughs) what's your go-to pre-race uh food Oh gosh, I don't. I love all food. Um, Pre race, like the night before. Yeah. Um, salmon, but that's Dom Scott got me on that. She on was like, she was like, I'll eat salmon. So I was like, okay, I'll eat salmon too. <laughs> <laughs> it works for her. So it's exactly. Yes. So did you guys have to fight over who got to be Dominique and who had to be? <laughs> <laughs> no. So my real name is Dominique, um, and. No, I never, ever wanted to be called that. <laughs> Where did Nikki come from? Um, so, they've never called me Dominique. They've only, my parents have only called me Nikki. Um, so, I, I think Neek, and like, Dom was like, oh yeah, my mom calls me Nikki. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, people, I remember people being like, well, when did you find out your name was Dominique? if you've never been called that. I was like, <laughs> That's a good what question. kind of question yeah. is that? I'm like, you know your name. I don't know. But yeah. yeah never, that's... ever been called Dominique. <laughs> Always a hard one with uh, the the library card. When you're, like, a little kid and, like, you get yes. your first library card and you, like, I feel like that's the, one of the first times you, like, spell your whole name. Many of our listeners know what library cards are. Oh, my point. gosh. I feel like kids nowadays don't grow up with I hope kids have fucking library cards. <laughs> Is this a thing? Is that, why I, would I, I not? Have library cards? I feel like now it's probably just like an app on your phone. No. So are there? Really? <laughs> I have my like your go- Newton free library card in my wallet from like high it's school. It's still handed like, out. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. I, guess, I guess it's down the road. But I don't go to the library, <laughs> but like you know, I'm supportive of the concept. <laughs> my grandmother's a librarian. I feel very strongly about libraries. <laughs> I feel like they would still have library cards. I don't. I don't like, know. That's like a, I feel like that's a big, at least, like, growing up, slash, there was an episode of Arthur about this, um, like, that was a big, like, rite of passage when you were, like, four years yeah, old, totally like, you had to write your name on the back of a library card, like, you had to earn yeah. it that way. Yeah. It was a big deal. Did you write Dominique or Nikki? I wrote Nikki. <laughs> nice. So I still have that yeah. library card, too, yeah. Yeah, well, I was, I want to go back a little bit to, um, what we were saying about sort of, like, the pro-college team dynamic. Yeah. Speaking of things that didn't happen 10 years ago, one of the things that we're seeing 
now and, and did somewhat happen 10 years ago, but we've seen all these groups pop up in the last, um, you know, maybe five years. And I think a big part of that is people sort of recognizing that, like, having a team is, like, has a lot of value. Right. Um, so how did uh, Mission AC come to be? Uh, and what are you guys about? What's the deal? What are we all about? Well, um, Terrence Mahan was the BAA coach, and he is a California native um, from Orange County. And he was like, I need to not be in Boston anymore. <laughs> and I want to start a group in San Diego because that's the best place in the world. <laughs> and so him and his wife, Jen, started this group. Um, and he reached out to me and Teresa last year and was like, hey, like, do you like San Diego? We're like, yeah. He's like, okay, do you like Adidas? We're like, yeah. And then it was just kind of one phone call. It was like, okay, that's what I want to be. Um, and it's it's cool to, like, yeah, like you're saying, all these groups um, have been popping up, but it's cool to, like, be the kind of the start of a new one. Like, And I think, I think American distance running, like, I think we're so successful now because we've all realized, oh, maybe if we all work together in these small groups, like, and push each other, like, oh, we'll be better by the championships, and then we'll be better, like, on the world stage. So um, definitely an exciting thing. And our group is, it's pretty small, but um, we're growing, and I think we're pretty much just all about, like, the fundamentals of, like, not only running, but life as well. Like, um, and Terrence is huge on, like, you know, where are you, like, mentally? Like, where are you, are you in a good place? Like, because if you are, you're going to run well, and... If you're not, you're not going to run well, and, you know, so really, like, positive, like, mindfulness stuff. So, yeah, so where's the name come from? Um, so, this is so funny, because, like, no one knows what missions are. Do you know what missions are? Like, a religious mission? Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. so, in California, like, Junipero Serra, this is, like, California history class in, like, high sure. school. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, um, well, yeah. that's, like, San Diego, like, the, the, all the sands are... Saints. Saints. Saints, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, Sarah, Spanish explorer, came, basically discovered, not discovered, but, like, the California coast, and, it, like, um, you know, m made missions along the, built missions along the way, and then, like, built a road that connects them, and that road's now Highway 1, and, like, you know, all the missions, I think there's, like, 20-something, um, are just, like, from San Diego all the way to Oregon, and, um, so the very first missions in San Diego, and I mean it's a play on words. Like we have a mission, like missions to make teams, and like you know spread the gospel of Terrence. <laughs> yes, it's not a religious group at all. We're just disclaimer, but um, yeah. So and it's athletics club. Athletics club. Like you know like people say track and field. Yeah. Yeah. So I, people say athletic. My and, other soapbox. This yeah. Is, I swear I'm not feeding you. <laughs> just like things I've tweeted over the past couple months. Is I right. think we need to start calling it athletics in the U.S. because it sounds so much cooler. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's definitely the move. It's I like, think so, too. Oh, I thought you were just going to give props to the fact that it's an athletics club and not track club or distance project. Oh, I think it's great. No, yeah, it's an athletics club. overused, I think, at this point. Yeah. I don't I know, know exactly what it is. Or like elite. Is. That's yeah. an overused, yeah, you know. Who's really elite? Elite. Elites, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Just hating the on fighting it. team and elite. This is the, you should put them up, the two episodes you recorded today, yeah. up in uh, opposition to each other. Yeah. You don't worry, they talk so much shit about you. I know, panel, they so. hate me. Yeah. <laughs> what does everyone bring to the group? I guess, like, the women you train with on a day-to-day -day basis. Like, 
Yeah. What is, like, the one key thing that I guess you take away from each one of them? Um, okay. And I guess who are they? Yeah. yeah. Our group is, um, there's Teresa Heiss, who's my lovely girlfriend, um, and Samantha Murphy. She's a hand runner. She also went to Oregon. So there's a lot of Oregon ties in our group. So, and then Brooke Feldmeyer just joined, and she's a hundred runner, also for Oregon. Um, and then mm-hmm. Mac Fleet, who he's a San Diego native, and he's like the mayor of San Diego, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Eric Avila, not Avila, <laughs> is um, there. And then the Hoeys are in... There's a lot of people like that are coached by Terrence but don't live in San Diego. Um, so those are, I think... Oh, and then we have Raquel Lambden, who's a local um, girl, and then Delaney Zanatelli, who's also... They're more, they bounce between the 8 and the 15. Um, and then Emily Lapari, who trains in Seattle but like will come do stints with us, is also in the group. So kind of... And then Chris O'Hare is in like, yeah, Tulsa. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone definitely brings... like. Um, positivity, I would say, like, uh, on a day-to-day basis, and uh, a lot of, like, I think we're all just, like, good friends. Um, oh, Sarah Pagano's in the group. I'm sorry. <laughs> she's 5K. <laughs> um, I was going to say, is Jen? Oh, and Jen. Yeah. yeah, she's, so she's, like, I feel like she's a, a coach, honestly, like, coach and athlete, but um, they... They, Sarah and Jen, like, just kick our asses on the, all the tempos and, like, the awkward, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, I, it's, like, a good range between, like, 8, 15, and then, like, you got Sarah and Jen for, like, the, the long stuff, but, yeah, I think we just all try to be positive every day, and it's hard not to be when it's sunny and 75, like, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think about I don't know why you're looking at me when you say that. Boston's <laughs> the best city in the world. <laughs> New York's one of hardest places to, yeah. to run. Although yeah. Nikki did bring the beautiful weather with her this weekend, uh, so yeah. hopefully we can keep that going into tomorrow. I haven't looked at what the forecast has changed into. hundred percent chance of rain. Okay, well, you know. <laughs> but isn't it like warm rain? 60 degrees and like yeah. 100% chance Could be worse, I, I feel guess. like that's yeah. better. And a tailwind for the marathon run. Tailwind, okay. So, oh. right now. We got a tailwind. Yeah, the wind has changed, has like fully changed directions like three times in the last week, so like we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have my roommates running, and I'm uh, very uh, excited slash nervous on his behalf. <laughs> yeah. So when you left Oregon for Arkansas, there was a whole bunch of you, right, that transferred So my, at the same time? No, my girlfriend transferred the year before. So mm-hmm. we were freshmen together, and then she left after freshman year, and I stayed one more year at Oregon, and then transferred after my sophomore year. And then... The next year, Kyle Levermore um, came. Basically, it was, and then our the Oregon's director of ops actually came to Arkansas. So it was just like this weird like Oregon to Arkansas like train, if you will. And now it's Oregon to Washington. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what was uh, your your impetus for transferring? Um, that is a very loaded question. No. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut it out. <laughs> no, 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 no. I th- I just think I. Um, I, for some reason, thought that um, the grass was greener somewhere else. Like, couldn't get that, like, out of my mind. And I feel like I went to Oregon for, like, the wrong reasons. You know, people say, like, on The Bachelor, like, you're here for the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that was me. I went, like... You went for a husband. 
Like, I went, I was, because I was like, hey, word, like, I want this, you know, I want this track to be my home track, and, like, I went for, like, the gear, and, like, you know, like, I think I, the Pacific Northwest was, like, a lot more rainy than I ever thought it would be, and, like, um, just, like, things you don't think about once you're actually there, um, and I, I think I got injured my freshman year, which was hard, um, that whole year, but, you know, I, I, because I almost transferred after my first year, and then it was, like, no, like, you, you at least need one year, like, competing, you know, and then when I had that one year competing, I was like, no, like, I want to go somewhere else. And, and then there was, so that was, like, my original, like, that was where my, my mind was at. And then when all these other things, like, happened, like, um, you know, my scholarship getting cut and things like that, it was just kind of a more, like, yeah, I'm going to leave. <laughs> like, the universe is pushing you. Yes. So. Sunny paradise of Fayetteville, Arkansas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it was just a combination of things I knew, like, Oregon has to, in order to have such a good team, you have to, like, spread out your scholarships, you know, and you have to move around money sometimes, which I'm, like, I completely understand, and it was just kind of this, um, I think it was more of, like, wait, I could, at any other school, like, be on a full ride, like, I can't financially, like, I want to, like, for my parents, like, I just, like, and I'm not, like, 100% happy here. Like, why would I not? So it's just, like, kind of a lot of things um, so were you pushing me. So were you Teresa dating before you transferred? No. So we we were friends. We've been friends. We've known each other for six years, and we were friends for three years. Where'd you meet? Um, we met at the Brooks PR invitation on high school. What? <laughs> yeah. We're all love connections. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were... Um, it, you know, we were both running the 800 at the Brooks meet, and, like, it was, like, the first day, and we all had to meet in the lobby to go for, like, a shakeout, and I was, like, running late, and, like, she was running late, which is so funny, because, like, we both are running late for everything, like, still <laughs> to this day. Only unknown. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so I, like, hit that elevator, and it opens up, and there's this girl there, and she's, like, uh, wearing this, like, old, like, Oregon hoodie, and she's like, are you Nikki Hiltz? And I was like, yeah. Like, who are you? <laughs> and then she's like, oh, my name's Teresa. Like, I'm going to Oregon, too. And then we're like, oh, my gosh. Like, let's be best friends. And then the rest is history. <laughs> no, we didn't start dating until uh, I came to Arkansas. Um, yeah, January. Like, I transferred in the fall. And then that January was just kind of like, oh, wait. Let's be more than friends. <laughs> Friendship. Uh, yeah. So, I know you've talked about this a little bit, but obviously, if anything is like too personal, feel free no, to no. <laughs> but like, so were you two both out before you started dating? Not out. No. Out so one? I didn't come out until college, and she was the first person I ever came out to, and she was like, "That's amazing. Like, you know, I don't see you any different. Like, so supportive and like." that I, like, told the world, and then, um, but she, she had, didn't come out, it's so funny, because, like, if you ask her, like, about her sexuality, she'll be like, oh, I'm straight, but I'm, like, gay for Nikki, like, <laughs> and it's so, um, it's, like, I think hers, it took her a while to be, like, kind of, like, have a label, almost, like, you know, like, just, like, she's, like, fluid, like, and I just kind of, I think I just because I so I was like oh this is my straight best friend Teresa and then it was all of a sudden like oh wait like are you straight like I was just like this weird but um 
no, she, she, so then she kind of realized, like, oh, wait, let's be more than friends, like, um, that, like, in 2016, that was when we started dating, so, yeah, it was definitely, like, not, like, I'm gay, I'm gay, let's date, like, <laughs> but, yeah. And I would say, just based on one success story for all of the gay listeners out there, don't fall in love with your straight best friend. 99.9% of the time, that does oh, not work out yes. like that. Yes, <laughs> so, like, don't keep falling on hope, yeah. <laughs> Do as we say, not as we do. Yeah, I was friend zoned for three years. <laughs> so it could still pay off if you're friend no, yeah. But I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I definitely had like a crush on her. Like, she's I, a beauty. Yeah. Right now, and I'm like, dang, too bad she's straight. And then <laughs> all my dreams came true. That's the, you know, the false hope that we need to put out there. Yeah, that's a disclaimer. <laughs> so funny. Um, so, you, so one of the unique things about that relationship then becomes that you guys race each other a yeah, lot. Yeah. You know, running relationships and, you know, uh, people being in the sport together is a very common thing, but what's not common is literally Same you sex. being yes. trying to beat the person that you're <laughs> in yeah. love with. So how do you yeah. guys kind of manage that? Um, we don't. Uh, <laughs> no, it's been, I mean, we've been racing since high school, I guess. So it's like, it, it, I would relate it to like, racing a teammate that's, like, a good friend, you know, like, you, um, you want them to succeed, but, like, you're also running your own race, and, like, um, sometimes, you know, you just have to, like, worry about yourself in that moment, or, but it is, like, it's so bizarre, because, like, we, we did, like, a road mile last year in Cleveland, and we were both coming down the home stretch, like, we were in, like, third and fourth, but, like, tied, and, I just remember, like, we're all, we're, everyone's kicking, but it's just me and Tice <laughs> next to each other, and I was just, like, yeah, like, I mean, I'm, like, trying to beat her, she's trying to beat me, and I was, like, I can't go any, like, I'm going all out, like, and then all of a sudden, another girl, like, goes by, and then I was, like, well, you can't beat me, and, I, like, <laughs> and, like, for some reason, I had another gear, like, when another person was there, but when, like, it was just Tice, I was, maybe I just, like, didn't feel the need to, like, bring out this other gear I don't know it's so like so bizarre how like your brain can like it, easier said than done to like zone people out you know but it's like no like that person next to me that is my girlfriend like so I used to date a teammate and we have the same 1500 PR to the hundredth of a second what? oh my gosh so, yeah I, you know maybe it seems a little relatable to yeah. <laughs> yes yeah. or in um 26 2017 indoors like we were fifth and sixth, and it came down to a lead, and, like, she was fifth, I was sixth. Like, it's so... And we had that same PR for, like, the longest time. Like, 434 was, like, to the exact... Like, to the, like, millisecond. So, I mean, I think... Someone asked me one time, like, well, if it's Olympic trials, and, like, oh, man. you're both in third, like... Oh, well, I was like, what? I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> what kind of question is that? <laughs> Does, or he... I think he said, like... Would you let her have it? I was like, no. Like, and I'm sure she would say the same. Like, hell no. Like, well, yeah. I think that's like a good example of sort of like that's the healthy yeah side of that running relationship is being like we want the same things, we have the same goals. You get this, you get the you want to yeah. be the person next to you as much as anyone else. I know, like one of and I've seen this happen so many times where like one of the hardest things as a runner is if the person you're dating is running really well and you're running really badly yes. or vice versa. <laughs> like yes. that 
I think tests running relationships. Absolutely. Like, almost usually don't date runners. So Chavez, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got it all figured out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but I mean, it's not. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it's not like easy. Like, it's definitely a hard, um, a hard thing that like you know we're still, but we're getting better at it, and you know, just being really communicative and yeah. I really enjoyed the Instagram posts. I think when you guys are just very out there and open about your relationship, and you share a lot of the the, the good that you guys kind of and like the comment section is awesome, which is how much positivity comes out of it. Yeah. At the same time, you also write posts about some of the negativity that you face sometimes. Right. Um, I guess what is what's that look like? I guess for people who maybe haven't seen any of these posts, but um, what is what does the good look like to you, and then what is the ugly? Yeah, I think um, being in Arkansas was, like, definitely, like, I think one of the hardest states to be gay in, and um, it was more of, like, a, no one really, like, well, that's not true, (laughs) Um, definitely, like, gotten, like, yelled at before, like, you know, walking down the street, like, this pickup truck with a giant American flag, like, drives by and is, like, F lesbians, and we're just, like, great, like, sick, (laughs) love the South, but, um, I think, and also, like, the bad is also, like, I think dealing with your own, like, um, like, in high school, like, I didn't come out for so long because, like, for so long I didn't, like, want to be gay. Like, I didn't, like, I wanted to be, like, quote-unquote normal, like, and it was, like, realizing, like, no, like, we celebrate our differences, like, in this, like, world, and, like, no, actually I want to be, like, celebrated because of this, so, um... I feel like that's the all the bad, and then, but there's so much good, like, if I could come out all over again, like, I think I would, like, I feel like it was the best, and it, I mean, and you kind of are, like, coming out your whole life, you know, to, like, everyone you meet, you have, it's like a disclaimer, like, oh, it's my girlfriend, and they're like, oh, okay, like, you know, it's just, like, this process, like, of life, like, coming out, and so... I think, but, like, originally, like, coming out to the world, like, if I could do it again, like, I would, like, yeah, like, the amount of positivity was, like, unreal, and, like, I feel like then my running, like, took off, because I had, like, all this confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, <laughs> okay. it does. What yeah. kind of, uh, sort of, I mean, I always kind of think of it, especially with, like, professional athletes like yourself, there's, like, always moments that kind of lead for the DMs to blow up on Instagram, it's, like, <laughs> it could be, like, the bad stuff could be like, oh, you're facing, like, a really bad illness, and, like, all of a sudden, like, you get DMs from people who have either faced the same thing or, like, are wishing you the best of luck. So when you post things about your personal life and, like, your relationship, what kind of, like, messages do you get? Yeah, um, I get a lot, um, from, like, young high schoolers, like, um, like, girls and boys, and, like, being, like, how do I tell my mom I'm gay? And, like, like, really heavy, like, stuff, and I'm, like, gosh, I don't know, like, I don't have the answers, but, um, you know, like, my parents were so supportive, and, like, uh, I can't imagine someone facing, like, a family that wouldn't be, and I feel like, so it's a lot, a lot of those, and then there's some, like, just, like, thank you for being so, you know, yourself, it's, like, exposure is huge, and, you know, things like that, so, um, yeah, the, the DMs are very, um, widespread (laughs) yeah yeah I think that's definitely a big you know representation just like this buzzword now and like something that we talk about as like a goal and then it's controversial sometimes but like I do think like that always bears repeating that like 
you get you get these DMs and like obviously obviously nowhere near as prolific as Nikki, <laughs> but like you know I, for a long time I always sort of not struggled but sort of was oh self aware of the idea of being like the gay runner. It's like okay, yeah. like everyone has their thing. Like you know they're like one identifier. They're yeah. just like the sidious guy, you know, and like <laughs> you know somebody's like uh, you know the video game guy, and it's like oh you're the gay runner, and it's like. Well, you, your first instinct is to be like, well, I'm more than that, but then yeah. you realize, you you know, you get these DMs from, like, these, you know, kids in high school, these kids, like, fucking yeah. children, yes. <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, like, it's so important to be, like, yeah. to have people being the gay runner, that, like, you know, you, it's, for you, it's just, like, living the life that you're in, but then, at the same time, like, for, for some people out there, it's like, that's, you know, changes their entire view of themselves and who they can be and, and the kind of person that, um, you know, the, the opportunities available for them. And, and that's, like, it is, like, scary or, like, I have too much yeah. power. Like, <laughs> Way too much responsibility. Yeah, but, it, <laughs> but it is also, yeah, like, super important as well. Um, yeah. You get, yeah, it is one of those things, like, you just realize, like, yeah, there's can live in Boston, San Diego, and everything, but, like, there's a, you know, in 2018, there's a whole lot of the world where, like, <laughs> that's not a thing. <laughs> yes, like, yes, definitely. Um, to, especially, I mean, I think that's one of the, the, like, you know, social media is maligned and debated and everything, but one of the nice things about, like, runners and runners being so active on, like, Instagram is that, like, the kid in Arkansas or in yeah. Mississippi or wherever is, like, able to see this thing that they never would have been able to see if they grew up ten years ago. Yeah, know? definitely. Yeah, it's huge. Do you feel running's a little different in terms of just, like, a sport that kind of just is... with just general sort of, like, acceptance of everyone. I feel like running is... Anyone could do it. And, and the kind of, like, we... That with the, with the sport doesn't nothing really matters outside of just like how fast you can put one foot in front of the other. Right. Um, because if you look at other sports, Jason Collins in basketball was like a huge deal when like he came out and just like so just any other sport you always hear is like oh this is the first pro to come out in like their respective sport. But with running, it's just kind of like yeah, it's not really that big of a part of the conversation. For sure. Yeah, I think. Um... Like, there's no, like, locker room talk in running, you know, because there's no locker rooms in running, like, it's <laughs> just, like... There are locker rooms in running, college. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true, yeah. No, but I got what you mean. It's definitely, like... Or even just in woman in sport, like, I feel so lucky that my sport is, like, very equally represented, like, both male and female. Like, um, I was on a panel the other night with Catherine uh, Schweitz, the, like, first female to yeah. run, and she... The question was, like... Oh, like, who are your role models, like, for you, like, a female looking at, like, and, you know, in your sport, and were they represented? And I was like, yeah, I mean, the Olympics was on, and there was the men's race, and then there was the women's race. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, commercial break during the women's race, and, like, I'm so lucky that track is, like, yeah, is so, like, well represented. Um, and then she was like, well, like, there was no Title Nine, I couldn't even play sports, and I was like, well great like, <laughs> I'm like we well, have it so good yeah. Yeah. No, no, she's... Well, it's, it's, I think especially I was talking about this with someone the other day like um, with the Americans right now the biggest 
American stars, you know, your your Shalane Flanagan's, your Sydney McLaughlin's, your Jenny Simpson's, your Emma Coburn's. The the biggest stars, regardless of gender, are women. And yeah. that's awesome and yeah. something that like, you know, we shouldn't take for granted, but also it's nice that we sort of like has that that's become normalized to us. For sure. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't see the WNBA having like <laughs> their, you know, LeBron James getting just as much, you know, traction as uh he does and so it's nice that track is has that definitely you know s- misogyny, sex in the sport, still a huge problem. Don't want to diminish that. Nice that like we have We're doing something all these strong. Yeah. Models, yeah. Like, yeah. Physically strong cuz they all have better abs than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I've got my final questions. Do you have final questions? Um, I'm trying to think if there's any any pressing questions uh, that I've been <laughs> yeah, she's you know, been like dying to ask. I will say guess that you've been asking. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a dream realized. Uh, she Nikki has been an Instagram crush of one of our guests on the, <laughs> the oh, podcast in the previous episode. I will say also, you know, just to toot my own horn a little bit. One of our first interactions was like Nikki being like. Me and Teresa listened to Run Your Mouth on the way yep. to Des Moines. I was like, I'm part of your USA. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this has been fun. This has been very serious for uh, as our, our you know crossovers tend to be. Um, like, yeah, we got we got serious at Sam too. Yeah, he, yeah, very meditative. Um, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I will say um, what I want to know is uh, what is the best meal you've had in Boston so far? Oh, we went to Italy. Nice. And yeah. I, it, we got this little bag. It was like, you took a trip, quick trip to Italy. I was like, I feel like I did. It was awesome. Um, the, we had this pasta, like mushrooms in it. It was amazing. Um, they don't have yeah. Italy out in California? No. We, well, we have... Um, San Diego has a little Italy, which is like a whole town. Okay. But no, there's not like a place. Yeah. And I also say, uh, what's who's your pick for tomorrow? Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you can give multiple picks and we'll just yeah. edit like ah oh, she predicted it yeah exactly <laughs> we'll cut it out yeah you know we'll see, we'll see that you were right the whole all along just say every single I'll name. just say every name okay <laughs> I can't think of one <laughs> we'll um, just <laughs> yeah um let's say Des again <laughs> and then <laughs> on the men's side I don't know <laughs> yeah um probably one of the Kenyans I thought it would. I thought it would be. Funny Let's go with an Adidas Kenyan. <laughs> yeah, I hope. Uh, Katana runs for Adidas, right? I think so. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. There you go. Um, I was gonna say I. I was intending like to just put all my eggs in just like some random Kenyan Ethiopian pros basket and just like with the assumption that, like, if they do win, it'll seem so cool. <laughs> like, just, like, you know, like, not, yeah. pro- it probably won't, and, like, not one of the favorites, just, like, someone in the yeah. field just, like, pick someone and be, like, that person is gonna win and tell <laughs> everyone I know, and then, like, on the off chance it happens, yeah. I will seem like the biggest genius in the sport of running. So, uh, peek behind the curtain when I do that next year. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we can we can wrap it up with our, our wrap-up questions. All right. So, let's start us off. Yeah, so... Funniest drug store, a drug testing story you've got? Oh gosh, um, I got drug tested yesterday for the first time. First time ever? <laughs> no, first time I used soda, but it, it was intense. Really? It was like a Did it lot. take you a while to go? That's usually what people say. It's like, oh, sometimes it takes me two hours to go. Shelby, yeah, cool hand is like, I. Well, the nice thing about being a mile, you don't get as dehydrated. That's as true. Water. No, I went right away, and then but it was funny. We had like 
Shannon their seat, like, the top three, and Shannon was, like, oh, I got, like, 90 mils, like, we were, like, and I was, like, I got 110, like, we were competing with how much pee that we had in ourselves, that's, which, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. um, no, it was, but it was, like, super intense, and, like, you know, I was playing with Chris's, um, son, Ronan, he's like adorable, and we were like throwing goldfish at each other, and he like runs out of the room, and I like go to chase him, and this woman was like, "You can't leave." I was like, "Oh, well, he can leave." Like, <laughs> like there's a child running. Yeah, away. and then like this would be a very elaborate cheating <laughs> scam. You'd be like, "All right, we're gonna get a toddler." Okay, we're planting in <laughs> Ronan's. Like, yeah, just like five years ago, you're like Chris. You need to get married. Have get a pregnant. child. <laughs> oh my gosh! So. I, yeah, I'm very inexperienced with the drug testing. Was, oh. Yeah, and, and we got drug tested at Oregon, but, like, I was never selected. And I was, like, asked, like, our director of ops, I was, like, why don't I ever get selected? Like, and he's, like, well, Nikki, this reflects back on our university, and you're going to fail. And, like, we don't want those results. I was, like, what? He's, like, basically, I think everyone at Oregon just thought I was, like, a stoner and, like, I don't know, from California for some reason. So. I always forget that, like, all the, like, like the legal stuff, <laughs> like, like, performance-decreasing drugs, like, yeah. still pop up on those, like... Yeah. If you have, like, if you get caught with, like, weed in your system by USADA, are you, like, yeah, you yeah. sanctioned? Yeah, you're yeah. suspended because, uh, there's, like, a pro skateboarder just got popped <laughs> Don't for a week. And, uh, because they're testing skateboarders now because skateboarding is in the 2020 Olympics, so. Oh, my God. That's so skateboarders funny. now in the We can't get a fucking five can of Diamond League event, but we have skateboarding the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> um, meanest thing you've read about yourself. On letsrun.com. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I think there was one, one. It was like, oh, this girl, like, just, oh, like, she's never gonna run fast. She doesn't stop partying. And like, I think the world just thinks I'm like. This, you have like, a, a badass vibe, clearly. Yeah, this like stoner, like, person that just drinks all the time. <laughs> it's like alcoholic. None of it is true. Yeah, it's something like that, or like, um, there was one when I, like, got second at NCAAs. It was, like, oh, so it was actually a compliment. It was, like, oh, like, I bet, like, Oregon, like, misses those eight points or something yeah. like that. But then the comments were, like, they were still, they don't need eight points. They don't miss her. Like, you know, just, like, some, some stuff like that. Someone's so. got to be a hater. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can go on a run anywhere in the world with anyone from history. They don't have to be real. Uh, you, Assuming they could hold a conversational pace with you, where would this run take place and who would it be with? Um, okay, I, th- I would say Nicene Marks, which is um, a redwood forest near my hometown. It's where we um, met every day to run in high school. Um, it's where I, like, fell in love with running. It's just this, like, beautiful, like, redwood forest, like, in California. Um, definitely there. And... I want to say, like, a gay icon, like, like a Harvey Milk, maybe, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, let's go with him. <laughs> nice. Uh, and the last one has nothing to do with running. It's, you get 25 shots from half court. If you make one, you win $25 million. If you don't make any, you go to jail for 25 years. Would you attempt the shots? Um, yeah. 25? Yeah. Yeah. Did you play basketball growing up? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> the confidence. So confident, yeah. yeah. Um, that's all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have, like, 
I guess. You have, like, everything to gain and, like... A lot to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Like, what's prison? Like, free food? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I like that, like, The you know. controversial take from this podcast is, like... What's prison? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the is pro-criminal justice system. Yeah, that's like, actually what's going to end up on the Let's Run message board. It's gonna be like, except it's Let's Run, so they're all going to be, like, good. Like, criminals should be locked up. Like, <laughs> she is a criminal. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, she's... She was alleged to have smoked weed once. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the answer is, those are my final questions. You yes, can... because I'm nothing if not a pale imitation of the Sidious Magic. <laughs> I have final questions as well. Um, although I will say we're talking about this on the run today. Uh, my, uh, not a recurring question, but we were talking about it of, um, do you think if you had, like, perfect, perfect, like, batting practice pitching, um, and, like, Let's say like a hundred swings. Could you hit a home run out of Fenway Park? Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. See, I and I played baseball growing up, and this is probably just like too. classic like yeah. male, uh, you know, uh, confidence. But like, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like you can like really connect with one, like pop it out of there. How many chances do you have? Like a hundred. I was. We were saying. <laughs> okay. Everyone yeah. on the run was like absolutely not, and I no. was like, I think I like could do out it. of like, the park. <laughs> Like, out of the stadium. Yeah, like a home run. No. <laughs> Alright, well, you know. Let's but you could. I think this. you definitely Oh, thank could. you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> before we get to David's final questions, I want to ask you about your tattoos. Uh, <laughs> what are your stories behind them? Oh my gosh. Um, Is that something you're going to ask or not? <laughs> no, I actually thought about it. I was yeah, going to ask what your favorite one was, but then oh, I was that's like, a good I don't know they're all equally your favorites. No, that's like... How many are there? Um, six, I think. One, two, three, four, five... Six and You're then I'm up to the sleeve. Is that the goal? Yeah, I think maybe like a. I th- I want to do definitely like the. The forearm, and then I can't, I have to like explain it because I'm talking on a podcast. Yeah, right. Can't yeah, show is, my. Yeah. Uh, Nikki is gesturing to. Her <laughs> yeah. Um, she has multiple tattoos on there. We're not making this up. Um, I have a lot. Like a lot of them. This this one's the um pig. To pig, cause like the, in Arkansas, if you're Go all, hogs, baby. yeah, all American, the tradition is to get um, a razorback, but I didn't want the razorback, so I got a little barnyard pig. <laughs> um, this one is for my favorite song, Younger. Um, it's like you're not getting any younger, like basically like live your life like without regrets or like um, you know be who you are because like you know it's short, it's fleeting. And then this is a sailboat. My grandma taught me how to sail. Um, in up in our her cabin in Wrights Lake, which is like up in the near Tahoe in the Sierra Nevadas, um, and then the one one on my back is says Nicene, so like that redwood forest I was talking about. It's like where I fell in love with running. So lovely. Yeah. Very nice. Well, our final <laughs> questions are um, first your go-to karaoke song. Oh Someone my hands God. you the mic. It's your staff. And it's your time. <laughs> yeah. Fifth app, anywhere. Karaoke can happen at any moment, yeah. and you never know. You never know. Um, okay, the other day we were going to practice, and that song Praying by Kesha came on, and we just, like, screamed so loud. Like, Tyson like, and I really just, like, really, really into in it. Pray! <laughs> so, I feel like that one. That's nice. a good one. Chavez, what's your... You gotta answer it, too. Everybody answers it. Uh, Daniel Wynn and I... Fifth Ave when you did uh, Longest Time by Billy Joel, and that's like in my go-to. Nice. Yeah. I think um, I'll, I'll go uh, keep it in the Kesha theme, but like maybe like a little bit more of a party one. Yeah, that <laughs> one's kind of depressing. I was, yeah. No, I was gonna go with Die Young. I was like, that song oh, well, yeah. is so good, 
And, like, I feel like when it came out, everyone was like, this song is so good. And then it, like, kind of fell off the radar a little bit. Yeah. So we got to, you know, bring it back to the... <laughs> was, what was the song last night? Oh, Stacy's Mom. Stacy's Mom, yeah. That's the, a, that was a banger. The uh, soiree we were at last night, Stacy's Mom came on, and we were all having a great time. And then someone, like, changed it, and we were like, no! <laughs> and then someone put it back on. And then they put it back on. Yeah. <laughs> I could not for the life of me. I was doing that thing where I was just, like, wandering around being like, who's DJ? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean the ox. <laughs> all right, your Instagram crush. It doesn't have to be a person, or I mean, yeah. it can be a person. I have a you know Instagram crush on Teresa too. But uh, <laughs> you know, uh, what are you feeling on the gram lately? Um, this is super random, but the kid that won the steeple last year at NCAA's Obsa Ali, I like found him on Instagram. Like he popped up on like my whatever discovery, discovery yeah. page, and like he's like the dopest like. Has the sickest style, is, like, so... And he's, you know, runs for Minnesota, and he, like... I feel like he won that steeple, like... It was just kind of like, who's this guy? And then <laughs> Ed, like, found him. I was like, who is this guy? I was like, oh, yeah, I remember him. I don't know. I think his style and, like, his posts are super dope. That's that's my crush right now. I used this last year. You but, can I'm, still but I'm scrolling right now to see, right. like, what if... Well, as you say, keeping it in the, in the steeple theme uh, and in the NCAA running theme, I... Not necessarily crushing the people, but I'm really, really jealous of the uh, pink uniform shorts and pink half tights that the Kansas team has. Yes, yeah. So, like, uh, Dylan Hodgson where it races in them, so I feel like I see them when he posts on Instagram. And um, what's, the, what's the kid who won the 800? Um, I don't think I follow him. Hey, Bryce Hopple? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, they, like, have, like, literally, like, pink half tights that they race in for championships, and I'm like... I want a pair I want of those. those, yeah. I think they're in Adidas school, so, like, if you can they hook are. me up, you can oh. my in, like, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> those are sweet. All right, I do have my answer. It's, uh, for people who watch The Bachelor, uh, yes. Anna G yes. was my favorite on, uh, the last season, and so, for some reason, oh, it was, I know why I have story notifications turned on for her. It's kind of <laughs> creepy. It's definitely creepy. Nice. And I'm going to regret saying this on the podcast. <laughs> story notifications. Story like notifications. Even post notifications. Yeah, wow. wow. It was story notifications because uh, she was Trying to find City. her? She was in New York City. No, you weren't. Oh, <laughs> You're one of those. She was, at, she was at some restaurant that is close to one of my friends' place, and then she was in town for the rest of the weekend, and I was like, what if I find her? If and, then, she, and then I was like, well, now nah, actually, Chris, like, what happens if you do find her? It's like, what kind of conversation are you going to have with her? Yeah. Here's so. the beauty of this podcast. When that gets mysteriously edited out of Sidious Mag, <laughs> it's going to be gonna on be here. It's going to be on here. If but, she was the Bachelorette, would you have gone on The Bachelor? Uh, so I think I would have... Have you ever applied to The Bachelorette? No, I haven't. It seems like something you would have done. No, I've only tried to get on Survivor, and I'm still trying. Uh, that's like the one show I think I want to go on. Um, oh, I tried to go on LeBron James' show, and so... The million dollar mile. Yeah, one. I yeah. feel like they should just have runners on it. So <laughs> now that this now that the show is out, I can probably no. I don't know if I can break my NDA that I signed or something like that. Whatever, I'll get edited out. Uh, the, I was a finalist, or t- I was in the third round of casting for that show, and then they didn't pick me because they asked for workout footage, um, <laughs> and I would only send them footage of me running. And they're like, well, I mean, like you said, you can't. And then in one of the interviews, they're like, you said you can't do a pull up. Like, can we get a video of you like trying? And I was like, no, because you guys are gonna definitely use that. And so I don't want that to be on national television. Um, so I didn't get picked for a Million Dollar Mile, 
I am still trying to get on Survivor, and The Bachelorette, I would I would do, I think, uh, but I don't think I'd last very long in terms of just after a couple episodes, just seeing the competition, just, I, I if I don't get the first kiss, then I'm probably out. I'm just like, oh, no. Yeah. That's already... The first impression rose. Yeah. So huge, pretty much yeah. if I don't get the first impression rose, then You're I'm just going to leave. I'm going to leave. <laughs> um, which, like, four... Four women, I think, left Colton on the like the most recent season. Yeah, which is like a record for like most women to leave, leave. the show. I so. feel like some people are just like slowly realizing that this is a terrible idea for a right. TV show. Yeah. And how it, well, yes. from. <laughs> well, when they make it like so late in the show, it's just kind of like a question of like, did you know what you were signing up for in the first place? And so that's kind of like what the realization I would have is: I would sign up for this, I'd go, and yeah. I'd be like, this is awful, and then I'd probably leave. And I'd get but that's good. You're like left yeah. for the right reasons, you know. Oh like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were there for the wrong ones, but like the left for the right ones. <laughs> Hannah G was the Bachelorette. I think I probably would have tried to get on the show, but they, they, yeah. they already cast it before you even know who's that's gonna be true. the next person. Yeah. So it's the, weird. I yeah. my friends did. Have you ever heard of this like um, like PowerPoint presentations pitching your friends as like dating objects or whatever? No, I guess it's a thing. But um, they they have one like around Valentine's Day around here, and they're like they're basically like, you will submit a PowerPoint like advertising your single friend oh for just gosh. like the audience, just being like, here's why you should date this person. Yeah. And I guess they have it at like bars and breweries and stuff around the country. That's so funny. Um, and my friend submitted me, but sadly I was also not selected. <laughs> but I will I will admit the like because it's supposed to be like funny and like entertaining. And I will say that the. PowerPoint slides that they did put together were very That's fun. entertaining. <laughs> you don't think we'll ever get a gay season of The Bachelor or Bachelorette? No, because everyone's... Well, okay. this is... Okay, everyone just hook up with each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I think just... they should do a bi one, because that could... And, with, oh. and have a girl be the... So it's like a bachelorette, and then there's guys and girls in the house together, but like then the girls are... I don't know. Like, I feel like it could... Yeah. If you'd like, have more drama. Like Love Island would, I think, be maybe more of, like, a better, like, model for, like... I feel like a know. season would just lead to so many think pieces being written. Of, like, a by. Yeah, no. It's, like, it's definitely pro- <laughs> yeah. probably... Well, the whole concept of the bachelor. <laughs> but, like... Yeah, no. It's definitely one of those things where it's, like, pro- like yeah. both problematic. Be like, everyone would just hook up with each other. But you're like, like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, you, would, you wouldn't be, like... I'm only interested in the, the one, one who, like, people have told me to be interested in. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, you never... Yeah. Or I'm hoping, like, just one day um, on The Bachelor, like, the girls in the house, like, like they, like, get together. That happened like, they're... on The Vietnamese Bachelor. Wait, really? They're like, oh, this, we're like, gay now. And they're like... Literally, they're on The Vietnamese Bachelor. There are these two contestants that, like, literally, like, one Fell of them was leaping and was like... Hey, by the way, other contestant, like, I love you, I've always loved you. What? And they, like, now are dating and are really cute together. This is the thing, look it up on the internet. Oh my like, gosh, that's one. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Vietnamese yeah. bachelor. Is he like, oh, we actually fell in love with each other, we don't want to be on the air anymore. Um, last but not least, we have been recording for over an hour now at this point, so oh, we should well. probably wrap up. Oh, well. um, but uh, clearly, you know, the fact that we didn't even know is a good sign. But, yes. Uh, conversation flow. Um, your death row meal. You're going to the chair. Oh. Today's your last day on this planet. What are you eating? Um, this is so... It be anything. It doesn't have to be touch reality. Okay, um, a California burrito. 
which is a burrito that has french fries in it. What? Yeah. That was kind of amazing. You've never heard of it? It's definitely a SoCal thing. Like, I'm from NorCal, and it's, like, um, definitely, like, more L.A., San Diego thing, but it's amazing. That's like the, uh, have you ever raced, you probably have not raced at Princeton University. Uh-uh. Yeah, they have, uh, a hoagie place near there. That's yeah. Like famous for, like, those, like, types of hoagies where they'll put, like, mozzarella sticks in the yeah. sandwich. Like, it's, uh, it's good. It's been my, uh, death row meal in the past. Uh, I've got a restaurant in New York that I've been wanting to try, and actually, ironically, it's the restaurant that Hannah G was at. Oh my <laughs> there god, it is again. There it is again. So, it's this Italian restaurant called oh. Carbone, which was in uh, Master of None. I usually get a lot oh. of my date spots from Master from, of None. I yeah. just, like, write down, I was like, oh, what was that restaurant? Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'll check it out later on. Yeah. Um, it's like the, Great uh, show. the 2018, 19, whatever year it is, version of, like, the Sex in the City tour. Pretty I'm much, like, yeah. Go to the places. So, Carbone in New York City, apparently the Italian food is amazing there. Um, you can't get a reservation from, uh, like, months in advance. Uh, like, I've tried, and I am just not able to, but I have a friend of mine who is a bartender at the bar next door to it, and he celebrated his birthday there, and he just happens to be the bartender uh, at the place next door, so all the waiters go to that bar, and so they got him in, oh, and he's, oh, nice. he's sitting down for his birthday. They're giving him all this free food, and Selena Gomez is at the table, or no, it's Demi Lovato is at the table next to them. <laughs> And she's just wondering, like, who is this guy who keeps like, getting all so this? Like, who's so famous? And it's she's like, like, how do I get that? Yeah, it's like, it's just the bartender next door. Um, so I think that place would be on my list, and so hopefully at some point I'll be able to go. I will say, yeah. I, I think one of the best things, speaking of un, not unearned fame, but uh, unexpected fame, one of the best things about Marathon Weekend is, like, watching just, like, all the random, like, fanboys go up to shows and be like... You're the city of Skyler. Like, can I get a photo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, I can't say it's bad because like, <laughs> to this, it's awesome. It's great. Um, no, it's it's interesting to say the least. At the, at that the, a D-list, F-list <laughs> person could get uh, any sort of recognition. It, it's, not, it's nice. We have a great community. Yes. <laughs> I got uh, at the 10 man thing this morning, I got... Hey, you're running your mouth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> not the host. Just like, that's your, that's you your are. name now. You are all of it. <laughs> like, all right, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> Is it like you have to speak and then they recognize your voice? Or like... I doubt it. I don't... One time it happened to me where it's just like, Some... but it, Wait, yeah, I heard someone your just voice. recognized my voice from, uh, this was at a, there's a, New York Roadrunners has a, like, pop-up store, or mm-hmm. just a center, I guess, that they have right by Columbus Circle, and... The woman who was at the Starbucks right next door to it must be a runner or something like that because they're so close together. That I went in after being at the New York Roadrunners thing and then I ordered something. She says, "Do you have a podcast?" And I was like, "I do." And uh, she's like, "Running podcast, right?" And I was like, "Yep." And she was like, "You're Chris, right?" And I was like, "Yep." That's my order. Yeah. And she's like, "I knew it." And I was like, "She gave it to you for free?" I knew it. But I got yeah. I think I used a reward on it. But abuse your, uh, you know, influence and power. No, I hate, <laughs> I hate the term influencer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I think uh, you, that has to be said with a tone of indignation. Just like, I'm an influencer, so I demand <laughs> to get a seat at Carbo. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. No, if I... If that's what it takes, I'll definitely... I'll use it. <laughs> All right, well, you gotta, sometimes you got to be shameless, you know? Yeah. you got to get it done. 
All right, well, thank you for yeah. letting us invade your hotel room for an hour. No, this, this has, has been, been awesome. super fun. Yeah, thanks super for real. coming. Chris, thanks for crossing over with us. Yeah, no problem. Um, I don't, do you want to take us out? Anything else? Uh, no, I think, yeah. Thanks, thanks so much for... Thanks for having me. You know I'm not the little boy that I used to be.